This will be, I think, 36. <gasps> happy 36th episode. Yes, happy 36th episode. That is... I don't know if I see that. See, and then new equipment, I'll be able to adjust things better. Mm. So. So how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm not too shabby. Watch some good movies lately. Oh, you've been watching movies without me then? No, I've been watching Perfect Strangers. Ah, yes, I came home last night to to that. You need some Belky and Larry in your life. I remember watching that show. The only two episodes I remember is where they get stuck in the basement, and one of them is on the di- is on a diet, and the other one's going around finding where he hid, like junk food. And there's a pack of little Debbies. <laughs> Hidden in the bookcase, and on top, and this one never made sense to me, on top of the lamp, like on top of the shade, uh-huh. there's a donut. Uh-huh. I feel like that's a bad place to keep a donut. See, I never, I I remember watching Perfect Strangers, but then I realized it started in 1986, so I had no idea how it started, because I was two. How long did Perfect Strangers run for? To 93. 93? Yeah. uh, And I always questioned the actor that played Larry. Like, he was 32 when when the show started. But, like, I never thought he was really funny. He wasn't good looking. He was short. He's only 5'7". Like, I don't know. Like, how did they pick him? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Perfect Strangers. I don't even know the guy's... I, I don't know anything else that that guy's done. He's a director now, I want to say. I know Bronson Pinchot was in Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. One in three. I don't know if he was in two or though. Two or not. Uh, the other guy is Mark Lynn Baker. And, uh... Oh, we know something that he was in in 92. Is it a movie? It is a movie. It's based on a show, though. On, like, a uh, play. I don't know. You were in the play. Recently? Not real recently. But it was based on a play? Or it has the same title as the play. No, it's based on the play. Okay, so it's based on, like, Midsummer Night Dream. I mean, it's the play's newer than that, but yeah. It's based on Noises Off. It is based on Noises Off. But it's not Noises Off. But it is Noises Off. Oh, yeah, he was Tim! Yeah. That's right. He was a good Tim. I'm trying to find, like, his acting history here. But it doesn't have it on IMDb. Um... Yeah, I don't know. 
but he seemed like he was actually like a like real popular at one point. <laughs> Although actually, that might have been his like big thing. Perfect Strangers. Well, that was Bronson Pinchot's big thing too. What about Beverly Hills Cop Three, where he where he goes from like making coffee for him <laughs> to being uh... he still he still does a bit of work. Bronson Pinchot. Uh no, cousin cousin Larry. Cousin Larry Applegate. He was in Appleton he Applegate. was in three episodes of Blue Bloods. Oh yeah. See yeah. I mean, not that I've been on any of these TV shows, but I feel like if they're just on like one episode, I kind of skim over it. Like I want to see something where they're the the star. He played a police officer in one episode episode of Ghost Rider. Remember Ghost Rider? No. Oh. These kids found a like a ghost in the basement. And was it a writer? The ghost was just like this little thing, and it would like move across the page or across like a computer screen, and it would write stuff. Was this a kid show? Yeah. That sounds creepy and terrifying. What? Was this the same era as Goosebumps? And Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, might have been. Shows might have been. I did watch Goosebumps. It was creepy, though. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. He, in 1982, the big thing that people, other people seem to reference was that he was in a movie called My Favorite Year. And that seems to be... Maybe he was like a star of that or something like that. But then the only other big thing that he was really in, I guess, was Perfect Strangers. Wait, but Perfect Strangers isn't even listed on here. Maybe six. Oh, maybe it's listed up to when it ended? Mm. Yeah, here it is. Okay. 150 episodes. They did that. And then I think it's... Is that when you get the syndication? Or 200? I think maybe it's 200. Oh, really? It takes that many? No, it's like season... It's usually like season five. So you want to get to five seasons of the show. So they must have gotten to five seasons. Oh, there's like eight. Yeah. Well, we just said it was from 86 to 93. How many seasons is that? 86, 87, 88, 89, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, like, of a long-running show, and then you start to get that syndication stuff. Season four or five. Uh. So, like, when, like, Big Bang Theory hit, like, season five, then, like, TBS was like, well, we'll take the syndication. Uh, yeah, um. I don't like that Hulu redid their whole thing, but I do like that they have a tab that's, like, 90s sitcoms. But that's just, like, hanging with Mr. Cooper. I know. And Full House. And Step by Step. And my shows. My programs. Hey, do you... Now, do you still find these funny? Yes, I love them. Or do you just get a nostalgic feel for it? Maybe I just get nostalgic. Okay. Because they're not really funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, though. 
Will and Grace. We must talk real quick. Okay, let's talk about Will and Grace before we actually talk about a movie. Okay. Because you were watching Will and Grace. Yes. Because it's now on Hulu because they brought it back yes. for some reason. And I, I think you were still in the first season when I sat down and was watching yes. some of it. And I, yes, Jack. And I didn't find any of it funny. Mm-hmm. Later on, I think I came home and you were asleep and you had it on. And there was something that was kind of funny on it mm-hmm. in a later season. But the first season, that had like the two and a half episodes that were on. Well, I think... In present day, it was funny because I watched the first episode of this new run of it. Yeah. It was funny. Was it funny? Oh, it was funny. Okay. It was all about uh, going to like Washington, D.C., and she was supposed to decorate the Oval Office, and oh boy, it was good. <laughs> That's a big concept. Oh, yeah. It. So, but I, I didn't find I didn't find anime funny because no, Karen was pro Trump, and she's best friends uh, with Melania or Milana Melania, the first lady. You know what though? That makes me think of something though, because one of the episodes early on that we were watching in the mm-hmm. first season mm-hmm. was it had to do with I think it was like Michelle Kwan, probably and figure skating uh-huh. or something. Was not funny. But, like, when, like, okay, when was the first season of... 98, when Michelle Kwan was... Okay, 98. Yeah. Okay, so 20 years later, mm-hmm. Michelle Kwan, not funny. Right. So in 20 years, yeah. we're going to look back on this episode of Will and Grace... And go, ooh, uncomfortable. And go, it was funny. not funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny now, because it's uh-huh. topical. Uh-huh. So maybe that's the problem with Will and Grace. Think- it was always... Trying to do topical. Because that's why I wanted to share with you, like, that I think it was funny then. Okay, yeah. So you're saying at the time people found it funny. Mm-hmm. And people must still watch it, but they probably watch it and get that nostalgia. Right. Thing. But this one, I like, Mom and I both okay. were laughing out loud. Because I don't find any of, like, the. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Full House. Fuller House. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Like, Fuller House, like, it feels like Full House. Mm-hmm. But I don't find it funny. And I'm pretty sure if I went back and watched Full House again, I wouldn't find anything funny. Yeah, I don't think I laughed during Fuller House. But I love it. Because it's Full House. Yeah. But. Yeah, I just don't find. I don't find any of that. So I don't think I would find step by step fun. I'm actually curious if I even found it funny back in the day. Uh, probably not, because you're a grump. No, I, I'm just saying I don't. I don't remember. So I, I'm just saying I honestly don't know. I'm just wondering now. Did I find I it funny? I don't think I ever found the shows funny. Like, but did I watch it just as like something to watch? I think that's what I did. Or did I watch it and was I was like, that's funny? Because I could remember always like listening to the laugh track. And, like, the audience laughing. And it was always, like... I mean, if you could hear the audience laughing, you're probably not laughing. Yeah. Because I, I was always trying to listen to see if it was canned. To see if it sounded the same every time. I was weird. 
But that's what I did. So, sometimes they do the can, but the other thing that they do, they'll do at times, is... Because when they record in front of a studio audience, if they have to do another take, Mm -hmm. they do the other take, but the laughs aren't Mm -hmm. as good. So if they do three takes, and the third take, yes, and the third take's the best, they'll take the laughs from the first one. Mm -hmm. But they do also add in a laugh track. Mm -hmm. Um, Or what they did for Sports Night, Aaron Sorkin Sports Night, they would film it and it he wanted it to not feel like a multi-camera show that was being filmed in front of an audience but they would film in front of an audience because that's what the abc wanted but then they would go back and re-film scenes so they could film it the way they wanted to and then it would be um and then they would add in the laughter from the scene that they completely didn't film like or they were like, there were parts where because it was intricate and they were like walking through hallways and stuff, <laughs> the actors would literally just sit there and read the script and like not act anything out in front of the audience. Mm. So interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. My, I, my, I guess my wit's a little bit drier and what I find funny and everything. Mm-hmm. There are cucumbers in that water. Yes. Cucumbers, mint, and lemon. Yes. Interesting. It's like I'm in California. Since we're talking about movies. This seems like California water. It does seem like California water. It's what they would drink on the OC. Yeah. While they ate their fresh bagels every morning. I was always so jealous of their bagels. But then you had New Jersey bagels. And you were like... New Jersey bagels have to be better. I know, but I wish I lived in the OC with New Jersey bagels just sitting there for me yeah. to take every morning. Yeah. And how do they stay so thin? I'm sorry. If I ate those bagels every morning, I probably would not be that thin. I, <laughs> so, I went downstairs one day. Oh, no. After you had left. Oh, no. And Kelly and Ryan were on. Because we left the TV on and we were watching Good Morning America. And then it was mm-hmm. Kelly and Ryan. They were talking about bagels. And this is a fact that I have not yet checked. But I feel like it, it it's not right. Was that the delivery right. thing that they were going to deliver? Those no. Donuts. No. Sorry, go on. She was just saying, um, do you know how like how many slices of bread... Are in a bagel. Oh no, this is going to depress me. But here's the thing. It doesn't seem... Like, it doesn't seem physically possible. Because she was... Because he's like... Ryan's like, I don't know, like... Uh, like, two slices left. And she was like, three. Three slices left and a loaf of bread. Because it's so dense. And I'm like... I don't think that that math works. Unless you're talking about a loaf of white bread. That you can condense down into a ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, rye bread and stuff is denser, like sourdough or something, so it can't be one of those. It must be, like, a wo- loaf of white bread. That's depressing if that stat's true. I don't think it is. Oh, man. Because she was like, and you know, like, who out there, like, scoops out their bagel because you're like, it's less carbs. And I'm like, people do that? Like, scoop out the inside of the bagel? That's the best part. 
Why do I want the bagel shell? I don't know. But she's like, it's not. It's not. It only saves you this many slices. I think Kelly Rip is insane. <laughs> I really thought. Why do you think it took like two seasons to find her a co-host after Regis left? It's or true. after Michael Strahan left? Did it take them that long? Oh, it took a long time for them to find someone that could keep up with her crazy. Because I think everybody was just Ryan like... Ryan Seacrest is the only crazy that could... I think this crazy. was the other conversation, because they were talking... They got on to talking about bagels, because he's like, I don't know, like, should I live here? Should I live there? Like, should I want to live downtown, uptown? And I was like, people watch this? Hasn't he moved in yet? He's been the host now for how long? Well, no, I guess he's... I guess he's thinking about moving and, like... He's, like, trying to decide, should he move, like, to this area or, like, closer to work or whatever. And I'm like, do people really watch this and are like, this is really interesting? I do. You would watch them talking about where Ryan Seacrest should live? I do. I have. In the summer. What do you think I did? After you would leave. Or you would be upstairs. Oh, I assume assume that you did stuff. After Ryan Kelly. Kelly and Ryan. Sorry, Kelly. Can't put Ryan first. Well, one day he will be first. Really? Because she'll probably leave. Oh, and then who would be with Ryan? Oh. Somebody we don't know. Carrie Ann and Abba. She was pretty good. Ryan and Carrie Ann. Anyway. Maybe Kathy Lee will come back. No, here's... Oh, God. <laughs> Ryan uh, and Kathy Lee. Here's the thing about... Uh, Here's what I view as Kelly and Ryan, Ryan Kelly, whichever one. I feel like it's basically... Us talking right now. (laughs) Well, it's us talking right now. But it's... No, it's... It's... Morning... Like, radio... TV. Mm -hmm. And it's just ridiculous. So I'm beginning to question if the people that call in and win prizes are even real people. Whoa, who's becoming the conspiracy? I know I am. Now. No, I just had that thought now. But yes, that that is because because they do Ryan's Roses on his radio show or they did. I don't know if he still has the radio show. Ryan's Roses? Yeah, like the thing where or Whatever, like, where they call up and pretend to be somebody, and then, like, you can't do that on the radio. Mm -hmm. It's illegal to call somebody and not let them know that they're on the radio. Mm -hmm. So, that whole thing where they try and catch somebody cheating or something like that, Mm -hmm. that's all fake. Mm -hmm. Well, they've done the calling people, though, since Regis was on. They've always had the, whatever, the live giveaway thingy. No, yeah, yeah, that's probably not fake. Because, like, it's somebody that calls in and would win something live. Yeah. So when they're just like, okay, we're trying to get them on the call, like, some, like, a producer's already called them and they're just like... They just okay. unhold them. Then. Yeah, or they'll be like, Ryan and Kelly are going to be with you yeah. in a minute. Like, want to make sure you're free. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, that's already, that happens. Uh, that's not fake. What is fake is where they're just like, all right, we're going to get them on the phone here. And they pretend to be calling. They're like, what if they don't pick up? Oh, wouldn't that they be crazy do that if they anymore. don't pick up? They, they have like the big cell phone where they're literally press the hold button. But they, they already say they have them on the line. 
They used to call. Oh, really? Yeah, that was years and years and years ago. Okay. They pretend to call. I don't pay attention much to this stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's like a smartphone screen. I'm like... They a- do the unmute, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, and I always like on the desk in front of them how they have the flags, but then they have the, the like, streamer things that they're going to fire off in right, a few minutes. Right, they cover their cups before they... Oh, yes. 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 So the people know that they're just out getting a smoke and not to take their drink. People do that at bars. Oh, really? Yeah. They put the napkin over top? Yeah, you put a napkin over your drink. Oh. As like, yeah. a, as like a sign like, I'm still here. I'm just going to take a, go grab a quick. Puff. Siggy. Uh, anyway, did you spank the mint before you put in your water? I did not. Mm. Mm. Bad mint. We should, you know what? We should do a podcast that's just every morning. We just talk for, like, BS for 15 minutes. And we're just like, <laughs> so I don't know whether I should move to the to the east side or the north side of Manhattan. Of the house. Yeah. I'm just like, why would you move? Are we moving? No, no, I'm just moving. I want to be close to bagels. No, no, no. You don't get the bagels. I'm just moving closer to bagels. If you would move closer to bagels, though, your parents would ship me bagels because they'd feel bad. I told you my parents would ship us bagels weekly if we asked them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mom, here's 20 bucks. Send us bagels your every week. parents are awesome. <laughs> They're awesome and insane. Mm-mm. Just awesome. They spent... They were in their car. My mom got a new car. They were in the car trying to figure out how to turn the windshield wiper fluid on. And they couldn't figure it out. Now, granted, the the instructions did say pull out, like on the stick, pull out. And they were like, it doesn't pull out. And they were trying for it. And they were just like, should we ask Keith? Yeah, we probably should just ask Keith. So rather than, like, call me or text me and be like, how do we get the windshield wiper fluid to work? My mom waited, like, three days and then sent me an email. And was like, we were trying to figure this out. I'm just like, just call me. <laughs> anyway. Well, she was like, well, I knew you were at work. So call me later in the day. Anyway. Do we want to work chronologically in this list? Sure. Because we were going to do, like, a mega catch-up thing. Wow. We are going to do, and then we... She just was there, and then she ran off. Oh, okay. Do you want to do... Sure. We'll work chronologically. Because I think this is the first one. Although, I don't know. I do want to talk about a bad movie. (laughs) We'll save that. We'll save a bad movie? We'll save all the bad movies? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're black. Because I was... I'm going to be honest. I was hoping that in the time that we're waiting for dinner to cook... We could do, like, two short ones, but we've already wasted a lot of time on Kelly and Ryan and Perfect Strangers <laughs> <laughs> and Will and Grace. Quality. So, Guardians of El Galaxy. Volume dos. Okay. Now, I, I saw it in theaters. We talked about this before because you were very kind. and You said, just go see it. And I was like, you're going to love Baby Groot. And you were like, I don't know if I am. I don't know about this. Survey says. I love me some Baby Groot. Isn't he great? I have a shirt now with Baby Groot. You do have a shirt for Baby Groot. 
It's a very ugly shirt, but I like it. He has... He, he steals it from the from almost the opening. Well, that's what I said. I'm like, you're too busy watching Baby Groot. You don't even notice them fighting. He's the Eddie of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And it's like, man, they spent how many hours, days, filming that opening, and all you do is watch Baby Groot? Well, it wasn't a lot of filming time, probably. But it was... Um, it was a lot of CG rendering time. Um, now, I want to show you something, too, that's interesting while we're talking about the opening um, that he just completely steals. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Because I want to show you... Oh, that's an ad. That's a that's a Louis Vuitton ad, apparently. I smell dinner. All right, let me show you this real quick. And then, if you want to run, check in there. Or you can show it to me and you can do something. Oh, that's the trailer. No, because I, it's something I have to point out. Mm. Here, while I find it, why don't you check it Okay. Scrappy, why aren't you checking it Because I don't have thumbs. I'm Captain Rick. So at one point during here... So, see, like, they just had to do some wire work and stuff, which probably could have easily been, like, a day of filming. Yes. But the rendering time would have taken, like, months for this whole opening. Um, The dancing motion capture was done by the director and writer of the movie, James Gunn. He did all the dance moves? Yeah. And then there's this part where he stops dancing, which you find out is because Drax is not a dancer. He despises dancing, and that's how he met his wife. This part's funny with the fly. The rest of the episode is just going to be us just watching Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy. Um... It's funny that, like, the best parts of this movie are two CG characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's coming up. So he, he fights the little rat guy. Hops on his back. He's running around. Now, what's going to happen is, um, after they go on the side of the building, when he throws him off, the camera's following him, you're going to see the camera and hear a knock as the camera hits into Groot and moves. Get ready for it. It's coming up. There. Did you catch it? Yeah. So it's at, like, about the seven-minute mark. That is, that's the only time that the movie, that any Marvel movie has essentially broken the fourth wall and acknowledged that a camera's there. Why did they do that? I think just as a little, like, Easter egg thing. Just as a little fun thing. Mm. 
So the camera's following him, it hits into his head, and then it spins around. Hmm. But I think just as, like, a little fun gag, they put it in there. But that's the first time that that's happened. Interesting. I thought that was worth sharing. Yes, thank you. It's a nice little fun detail. Because the thing... I never noticed it, and then I read something about it, and... The interesting thing is that they actually even put in the sound effect yeah. of something yeah. hitting glass. Mm-hmm. All right. That's been our show. Okay. Uh, so what are your thoughts? I Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I mean, it was a Guardian of the Galaxy movie. Uh, better than... The first one? Sure, better than the first one. Because you told me that you were like, I'm not liking the first one the more I watch it. Yeah. So I probably like the second one better, yeah. Okay. Second one's different, though. Second one's more emotional. Oh my gosh, yes. I cried. Yes. Sobbing like a baby. I cried, too. At the end. Spoiler alert. We're going to have to talk about the end of this movie. So, if you haven't seen it, which you haven't, because everybody on the earth has seen it. Rachel was the last person. <laughs> First one was like all about mothers, I feel like. Yeah. Sad one's all about dads. Right. A lot of dad stuff in this one. Um From from Chris Pratt, his character's point of view, yes. Well I'm pretty sure Gamora's was daddy issues in the first one. Well, this one, but then the sisters both have, like, talk about their father and stuff, and they share more about what their dad did, so there's mm-hmm. more exploration of mm-hmm. dad stuff. But, like, they're all kind of, well, like, um, Rocket and Drax are kind of, act as, like, a father to group, And then at the end, <laughs> when they play father and son, and, like... Um, Star Lord's finally like kind of a dad to Groot, and like mm-hmm. he's they sit there and listen to it together. Teenage Groot, and then there's Teenage Groot in the in the credit sequence. Which the cool thing I like about that scene is I realized like at that point, Chris Pratt now understands what I am Groot translates into because before it's just Rocket. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like he doesn't understand it either. But after the this movie, when they fast forward a little bit in the credit sequence, mm-hmm. he understands what Tween Groot is saying. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, well, I'm Groot. And he's like, I am not. And like he responds to it. Uh, but he's not like, I am not Groot. But he, but he goes from in the first one being like, that's great. I understood the first hundred times he said it. To now, like, understanding it. Hmm. So. You didn't think about that, did you? No. Yeah. I was too busy crying still. All right, fine. Um, if if you have the Blu-ray or the, uh, like, the, you buy digitally... I highly recommend, you can probably find it on YouTube too, I highly recommend you check out the um, music video they did for David Hasselhoff's song. Amazing. 
Guardians Inferno. Um, and I realized that the they're doing the... Um, they say something at the beginning. And I've been trying to figure it out every time I watch this movie. But, like, they, she gets his name confused, David Hasselhoff's name, in the movie. And is, like, Hasselhoff or whatever. Who's she? Gamora. Oh. She's like, remember when you told me that story about Hasselhoff or whatever? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? You mean David Hasselhoff? That, the the name, the confused name is what they're saying in oh. The Guardians Inferno. Um, but the video's fun. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um... And I like that David Hasselhoff even got to actually be in the actual movie, besides just the credit sequence. Because he, I mean, he still just looks like David Hasselhoff. He just looks like a slightly older David Hasselhoff. Yeah. But they could put a little makeup on him. He doesn't look like 80s David Hasselhoff, but, you know. They dressed him up as Knight Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of makeup, though, uh, most of the opening scene with young Kurt Russell was done with makeup. Yeah, because you remember in the beginning of, like, Mm Ant-Man, where they make Michael Douglas look real young? Mm -hmm. He had dots all over his face, and they had to do that stuff. Uh, Kurt Russell has had, like, the same makeup guy for, like, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And he stayed in, like, real good shape. So the makeup guy was like, hey, uh, guys, uh, I think I can do most of what you want with, like, just makeup. Hmm. Like, he just knows his face really well, I guess. It's a weird thing to be like, I've known this man so long, I'm really familiar with his face. But he was like, I can just do it. Um, So they did most of it, and I think they just went and touched up a little bit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I always think it would be neat if I had to do everything all over again. Makeup artist would be fun. I mean, he still could. That's what I guess. It's not, it's not like we're on the... Winter of our years, and we're just like, if I had to do over again, I would be a makeup artist. I'm I'm closing my shirt yes. like like because you're cold. Yeah. Because you're it's cold in the house, even though you don't have the AC on. It's 85 degrees mm-hmm. outside. Um. I wrote something here called the extended tape sequence on ego is great, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what extended tape sequence means. But going back to to Groot, <laughs> when they get locked up <laughs> and they are trying to get the fin. Oh my goodness. And he keeps coming back with everything but yes, the fin. Yeah, uh, I love that that sequence too. That's and I feel like every time we're talking about Marvel movie, we, we gotta, I gotta talk on DC. But now, which will probably be the next episode that we do, now that I've seen Wonder Woman 2, where everybody's like, oh my god, Wonder Woman, it's really amazing. And, everything. and I watch it, I'm just like, oh, what DC's doing wrong. I mean, I know what they're doing wrong, but it just, it bothers me. And there's a new thing, there was news this week that, 
everybody's been calling it the DC Extended Universe. Like the it's the MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. and that's been the name like forever. Mm-hmm. And then people have been reporting on the DC Extended Universe for the films. Turns out nobody at DC or working on the movie calls it that. <laughs> that is not a thing that they use um, internally. They didn't tell us what the name is, but apparently it was something that was made up by. Uh, an Entertainment Weekly reporter um, years ago. Um, and they're not, like, super worried about continuity or anything. And some of the standalone movies might not tie together or whatever. So I'm very curious. By the way, these water bottles suck. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's, like, like, like lightheartedness and stuff. And I think DC in Wonder Woman was trying to do that. At a, at, well, when she's trying on the dresses... I think they were going for like oh. comedy in that scene. I didn't. I didn't laugh. Uh, I didn't either. But then you get like the baby grew thing where they're like, "Okay, we're looking for a Finn," and he goes, "Uh huh." I am Groot. And he comes back with like he, I am Groot. he comes back with a bunch of stuff. Like he brings in a de- he drags over a desk, and they're like, "That's a <laughs> desk. How is that? <laughs> How is that even remotely close to what we were talking about?" <laughs> He comes back with like a like a thumb. And then there's a there's a very dark moment. Tell me you guys have a refrigerator somewhere with a bunch of severed human toes. Okay. Then let's just agree to never discuss this. <laughs> like it's it's funny. But oh and then he brings back an eye. But leave the eye here. What? He's going to wake up tomorrow, and he's not going to know where his eye is! <laughs> Same guy from the first movie where he's like, I have a plan, and I need that guy's eye for it. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's comedy in here. No comedy in DC. The other big thing that came out of that, this movie, which I'm going to have to probably explain to you, is it confirmed the fan theory that Stanley is? You just did that thing where you pretend to fall asleep with your eyes. Okay, so in no, I didn't pretend. It's my elongated blink. In the comic books, there's a race of people called the Watchers. Right, the Watchmen. No, the Watchers. Right, the Watchmen. No, the Watchmen is related to DC. Oh, DC. Because <laughs> it's very dark. Oh yeah, that was the the Watchers. The Watchers are a race. Well, the original thought was that Stanley was specifically the Watcher that's related to like our sector of the universe. But the Watcher's purpose is he only, he appears at major events and only watches. He can't interact mm-hmm. and he can't interfere, but he's just there to observe and like record. Why does he always get stuck in the video games then? What? Why does he always get always get trapped in the video games then? What video games? Lego games. You have to rescue Stan Lee. Oh, I, I don't know. Okay, go on. You mean the one video game? I mean, I'm sure he's in Lego Avengers, which we haven't played yet. I can't wait. So the scene where they're making all the jumps, mm-hmm. they make like 700 jumps yes. when the it's supposed to be like five, which is ridiculous. I feel <laughs> I like that's that that's, that's way too many. 
Um, I also like how they don't explain that at all. Yeah, I don't know. They don't explain, like, where the nearest jump point is or anything. They just say it and move on. You're just like, all right, I guess we're going with this. I like it when they do that, because when you try to explain it, it just takes away from the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like It's like the Bill and Ted time travel thing, where he just goes, Rufus, how is this possible? Modern technology, William. They move on. So when they're making the jump, Stanley has his cameo. And another one at the at the very end. And he's talking to these guys in these robes with big heads. Anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, at that time, I was a Federal Express man. Those are the Watchers that you see represented there. So Stanley isn't a, definitively a Watcher, but he does work with them, which explains why he... Shows up, why shows up in every movie, which I like. Hmm. I like that quite a bit. The one funny thing, though, is I'm pretty sure that the, I'm pretty sure I read that the one that they used because they were they just had like kept going and had him say like all his cameos and stuff. Mm -hmm. He says one that takes place in I think it was Civil War, but this movie is supposed to take place before Civil War Mm -hmm. in the timeline. Mm So that means that, like, he's talking about an event that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of adds to it. They're just like, eh, whatever. They also did one where he talked about being a G- DJ in a strip club for his cameo in Deadpool. Which would have, like, tied the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. But they ended up not using that one because they were like, I don't know if we should have a strip club in this movie. Mm. What did you think of Sylvester Stallone appearing in this movie? I didn't like it. Why not? I don't like Sylvester Stallone. Really? You don't? No. I mean... Do you not like him or do you just, like, have no feelings for him? I guess my whole thing was, like, the part of the movie that angered me slightly Mm. was... Who was his father? Russell Crowe. No. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, David Hasselhoff, and Sylvester Stallone... It just seems like, oh, we want to be part of this awesome movie universe, so we're just going to have these, like, well, especially Sylvester Stallone and David Hasselhoff, we're just going to have these little bit parts, and, like, not alter our appearance at all, you know, and da-da-da-da-da. Like, I don't know. It, it kind of makes me not feel like it's part of the universe. So, like, I, not necessary. I don't know about the Sylvester Stallone part. See, the thing is, so you need... Kurt Russell can stay, because he looks like Chris Pratt. Yeah, you need Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is mm-hmm. good casting for Chris Pratt's yes. dad. Yes, and he had a major like a major role. And he had a major role, and he was very good. Yes. And also, like, they have similar, like, personalities, kind mm-hmm. of. So it, it works very well. The David Hasselhoff thing, I kind of understand, too. Mm-hmm. Because I think the idea was they wanted to, they, in order to include, like, they had to pick somebody from the 80s yeah. that would be, like, his dad. And then, I don't know which whether, like, the cameo came before the song or, like, whatever, mm-hmm. but... I'll buy him, but the Sylvester Stallone made me mad. Yeah, that one I didn't care for as much. Um, this character didn't add anything. Well... I feel like it would have added more had it been a nobody. You Yeah, you need... So you need his character. 
But I couldn't get past it being him. Well, he, so here's what I'm not really sure about in this whole thing. It, cause, because in the comics, those people, along with Yondu, were the were like the original Guardians of the Galaxy. In this movie, in in this film series, they're not, they weren't the Guardians of the Galaxy, but they were a team. Mm-hmm. They kind of split apart. The thing is, they've cast in those roles big names, like bigger names. Um, Sylvester Stallone being the leader. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum is the ice guy who was uh, Lex Luthor on Smallville. Yeah. Um, and in nerd culture, like he voiced the Flash on the animated Justice League cartoon, so a lot of people know him from that too. I think he actually does the voice for the Flash in the Lego DC games too. Hmm. Um, is it Ving? I, it's not Ving Rams. Is it Ving Rams? Yeah, Ving Rams is the is the one guy too. So like they have like decent people, mm-hmm. but I don't know if like. I don't know if they're showing up in the third one, if they're going to, like, spin off into something else. I don't understand, like, what their purpose is, but they have bigger names in it, so I don't, I'm curious about that. Hmm. I'm curious what's going to happen to them. But you need it for the end scene yeah. to go on from, from that. Uh, I feel like Drax is much better in this movie than the first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like Drax in the first one. I was always a Drax fan. I like Mantis. The mind reading girl or the the emotion oh, reading yeah, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was a nice addition to it. Mm-hmm. I like the reference to Cheers with the unspoken thing between Sam and Diane and Gamora and mm-hmm. Star Lord. I like like there's a good handle on all the relationships. I love the stuff between Yondu and Rocket. Mm-hmm. And kind of they have that same emotional thing. And then Yondu, spo- big spoiler alert. Again, if you made it this far, shouldn't be listening. But when Yondu dies, then like ah. you get that that you get the great scene with his funeral, mm. <laughs> and then you get Rocket. That's like, yeah, no matter how much he yelled at people, even when he sold batteries, he didn't need it. Which goes back to the beginning. It's kind of him being like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Um. And then we get the post-credit scenes, some of which are funny, some of which set other stuff up. I'm really interested in the the one with the gold people, and she's like, okay. she's like, I think I'll call him Adam. So that seems to be teasing Adam Warlock, which is another character in the comics who plays a big role in. I'm assuming Infinity War. I haven't read it yet, but I I know he plays a big role in the Infinity Gauntlet comic book. But it's been said that it's not a setup for Infinity War, and maybe we'll see him in Volume Three. So I don't know. But the other thing is in Volume One. I know I'm doing a lot of hand gestures, a lot of facial stuff, yeah. throwing me off. In Volume 1, in the Collector's thing, there's another cocoon. Cocoon! Cocoon! Because whenever, whenever Adam Warlock is, like, reborn, he's, like, in a cocoon. Cocoon! And then it's not like the one with, like, Wolfer Brimley and stuff where they're swimming in the pool and they're like, we feel young again. It's, like, just the cocoon that's cocoon. in there. And then he, he's in the cocoon. Cocoon! 
And then he's like, and then he becomes Adam Warlock. So I don't know, because people thought that in volume one, that that shell that he was in <laughs> was going to be Adam Warlock. <laughs> it was going to be Adam Warlock, but apparently it wasn't because now he's in this. Chrysalis. <laughs> Chrysalis. <laughs> uh He's in this chrysalis at the end of this movie. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I missed that too because I was crying. Well, I'm just saying. I will, but you have to also kind of know. It's like stuff you have to know the background for. Yeah. Stuff too. We get to find out how even more uh, evilness of Thanos and what he did to his daughters. Mm-hmm. Making them fight and stuff. Here's a thought. There could be more ego children out there. And that could come up in Volume 3. Hmm. Because Volume 1's about moms. Volume 2's about dads. Volume 3 might be about siblings. Might be about Nebula and Gamora. Rocket and Groot could have more like a brother relationship. Sarah Lord could find other ego children. Because he was just Making babies everywhere, apparently. Ego was. Is that what he was doing? Yeah. So there has to be more out there. Well, yeah. Like, we don't know if he was the last... We don't know for sure that he was the last one. That was, like, made. Mm. Or, like, found. Because basically what Ego was doing was making kids, having Yandu steal them, Bringing them to him, he was trying to see if they would, like, work with the light and, like, boost his power, basically. And when none of them worked, he just basically killed him. Mm. But we don't know if that was all of them. Because mm-hmm. Star-Lord was the one that finally made Yondu be like... And I think Yondu found out what was actually going on. And then when he found out about it... He refused to take Star-Lord to Ego. Mm-hmm. And then basically Star-Lord went missing. So, like, somebody else could have gone and gotten other kids and whatever, but, like, we don't know. But there could be other ones out there. Hmm. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting thing to think about. I think Drax and Mantis are going to get together. Perhaps. And have babies. You think they're going to have babies? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think she's going to be the light in his life. It's interesting. I like when she touches Drax when he's laughing at Star-Lord. And she goes, this is the purest joy I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. That's a good character little like nugget thing. Like He seems very like dark and brooding. But when he experiences joy at other people's expense. Real <laughs> schadenfreude. He, it's, it's, very, uh, it's very true. There's something. Oh, there's not. There's not a lot that I dislike about this movie. But there is something. There's two things. Oh, two. Two things. What was the thing that you didn't like? Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Okay, so maybe there's three things. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I feel like I don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah. So I don't know what the point of casting him necessarily was. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Tell me what you don't like. So, the thing that I don't like is that they spend a lot of time, they spend a lot of time with Ego before they figure out that he's the bad guy. Yeah. So, on further rewatching, 
you're kind of like, how do you guys not see that he's the bad guy? Mm-hmm. I did a real Seinfeld thing right there, like for a little how bit. How do you guys not see he's the bad guy? That's my Seinfeld. We'll that was awful. How do you not see he's the bad guy? That's what I did. No, you're like, how do you not see that he's the bad guy? See, perfect Seinfeld. <laughs> but yeah, you're just like <laughs> something's going on here. I don't know. He's obviously the bad guy. See, I didn't see he was obviously the bad guy. I, just, I was getting bored. No, but I'm saying like... The next time you watch it. Well, yeah, but the more times you watch it, the more you're like, wait a minute. Like, how do you guys not see this? Mm-hmm. We're, we're like, the first time you're okay with it, but upon further viewing, you're like, come on, guys. Come on. Really? It's almost like, and you almost get mad at yourself because you're like... Why was I buying into his malarkey? Yeah, why was I not realizing that he was the bad guy? Because it was like an episode of Scooby-Doo, and he was the <laughs> one other guy in this whole movie. <laughs> other than Sylvester Stallone. I was convinced it was Sylvester Stallone. Well, yeah, I mean, there's other stuff going on, and maybe maybe that was actually why they cast Sylvester Stallone, to make us think that he was going to be the bad guy. But, like, why Sylvester Stallone the bad guy? But I was just like, I don't... Okay, what else? Uh, the other thing that, I i mean, it's not really like a major discredit to the thing. Nathan Fillion. Firefly. Yes. Castle. Castle. We all know and love. Firefly. Close with James Gunn. Castle. The cameos were filmed. Was he in it? Cas- cameos were filmed or kind of shot for this movie. But were cut. My cat jumped up on her lap. After she called her. Whenever I call my cat to jump up on my mind, it never does it. My cat just, like, looks at me and goes, No, you come down to my level. You come down here. The, he was going to be, because there were posters, there were at least posters made. He was going to play Simon Williams, who was an actor turned superhero. And you know how that town in, uh, wherever it was... The beginning, Missouri. Oh, okay. I guess they the place was having a sign. It was they were going to do like a shot or something <coughs> of a Simon Williams festival, and they had posters that were shot for it. So they have like Nathan Fillion playing him in the Tony Stark movie. So they had a bunch of these, yeah. like things. That were going to be, I guess, appear in it. And he wasn't going to actually have a speaking role in it. But they were going to sneak him in as, like, a guy that becomes a superhero. Mm-hmm. So then if it ever, like, popped up later on, then Nathan Moon could play a superhero. But all that stuff was cut. And he doesn't make it in the movie. Which is kind of a bummer. It was just kind of a cool little thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... Uh... Wonder Man is a... Because that's his name. Simon Williams becomes Wonder Man. Not a great name. Don't remember what his superpowers are. And then I think he gets into a thing with the Scarlet Witch. Which then would have just been weird mm-hmm. if they had continued that from the comics. But, I mean, they're not holding, like, real Titan Strong to the comics either. They're taking things that they like and then going mm-hmm. on from there. I just... I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it so much. I'm going to go watch it right now. Really? Yeah, we should end this episode so we can go turn it on. 
I just want to say, I cannot wait because we're like less than a year away. I think we're less than a year away from Infinity War, Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, plus the Avengers. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see. Drax and Hulk. I can't wait to see a trailer. I can't wait to see a trailer because I also read a news article that was like, and I think it was actually an interview with Drax Mm -hmm. where he was like, Chris Pratt and Tony Stark are amazing together. And I was just like, I just want to see it. I love how it's Chris Pratt and Tony Stark. Like. Robert Downey Jr. is too long to say. (laughs) Star-Lord. I can't think of Star-Lord. This whole episode, I've just said Star-Lord because I cannot think of Star-Lord's real name. Hang on. Give me a second. Peter Quill. Yes. I said give me a second. Sorry. (laughs) (sighs) Who's the fan? Peter Quill, what does he like, write a lot of stuff? Uh, was he on Ghost Writer? Maybe Peter Quill was the Ghost Writer. Call back. I love it. End the episode. Take us out. Roll the credits.